Well, good afternoon. We just had a great Ask ACES Twitter chat with Dr. Jim Drakeley, a professor of animal sciences here at the University of Illinois in the Department of Animal Sciences. Today, he's going to spend a few more minutes with us talking to us about milk. Milk has long been called nature's most nearly perfect food, but in recent years, there has been growing uncertainty among consumers about milk and dairy products for humans. Today, we're going to get a little bit more specific with Dr. Drakeley and ask some questions that you may have on your mind. To begin with, what's in my milk? So, Jennifer, milk is a, a very rich source of nutrients. Um, while it's been called nature's most nearly perfect food, I don't think that's the important part. The important part is in a, a balanced diet, milk and, and dairy products are a great source of protein and energy, as well as a lot of key nutrients like calcium, phosphorus, that are important for bone formation, uh, vitamins B2 and B12, um, iodine, potassium, and many other nutrients. Okay, so now let's get to the good part. What is not in my milk? I think there's a lot of concern today uh, because people are less familiar with modern agricultural practices about uh, possible contamination or things that are, are not good for them being in the milk. Um, for example, a lot of concern about antibiotic residues or hormone residues from uh, treating, treatment of the cows on the farm. Uh, in the case of antibiotics, farmers know that there are withdrawal times established for, for every antibiotic, and so that milk cannot be sold. It has to be discarded. Uh, farmers can test on farm to see if the milk is, is clear of those antibiotics. And in addition, the, the dairy companies will test every tanker load of milk that comes into the plant and, if necessary, would have to uh, dispose of that whole truck of milk if, uh, for in the rare occasion that some uh, antibiotic contamination was, was found. So I think we really have to have confidence that our milk supply is safe uh, and that all uh, drugs and, and um, hormones that are used in, in dairy production are used properly and we have controls in place to prevent contamination. So what about pasteurization? Does that change the nutrients in milk? All the studies that have looked carefully at this, good controlled scientific studies, have found uh, no significant differences in nutrient content with pasteurized milk versus unpasteurized. While there might be small losses of some nutrients, uh, again, in the context of a healthy diet, there's really no significant change. So is raw milk safe? Ah, that's a, a very important question. Pasteurization has been uh, the, the standard in our country for many, many years for good reason. Uh, raw milk is a potential source of, of many pathogens that can cause uh, quite violent illness in, in humans, um, particularly for children uh, or for pregnant mothers or anybody that has compromised immune system. Uh, it's a significant risk. And so... Uh, in, in my opinion, we should not be drinking raw milk. So now let's talk about milk from a production standpoint. Is milk from grass-fed cows healthier? Um, again, there's really no difference um, in, in the major nutrient profiles if we compare um, standard um, milk with milk from grass-fed cows. Uh, there are some small differences with the grass-fed cows. Usually they're higher, the, the milk is higher in omega-3 fatty acids. Uh, it's higher in CLA, conjugated linoleic acid, which is a, a potentially potent anti-cancer compound, uh, and also would contain higher amounts of beta-carotene and perhaps vitamin A. 
But all of the other uh, major nutrients found in milk are generally very similar between the, the two types of milk. So how do milk substitutes like soy milk or almond milk compare to cow's milk nutritionally? In general, um, the products are manufactured to provide uh, as many of the same nutrients as, as milk, but there are some differences. Uh, almond milk, for example, is, is quite a bit low in calories. It's lactose-free, but it's also uh, substantially lower in protein and the concentrations of, of many of the other nutrients found in milk. Soy milk is uh, also naturally lactose-free. Um, has about the same amount of protein as, as cow's milk, um, less energy, less carbohydrates, but also um, lower in some of the other um, minerals and so on in milk. And soy is, is much more likely to cause uh, allergy problems in, in children and, and uh, adults alike. So now what are lactose-free dairy products and how are they made? And why are they so much pricier than normal dairy products? Lactose-free milk is produced by um, adding the enzyme lactase, which is the one that uh, people with lactose intolerance um, have a, a, a limited amount or absence in their intestinal tract. So the addition of lactase um, in the manufacturing plant would break down the lactose into the simple sugars that uh, people can absorb and utilize. So the, the difference in cost is because it's uh, subjected to an additional manufacturing process, uh, and that adds, of course, additional expenses to the, because of the process and different handling within the uh, dairy plant. I should point out there's also many dairy products that are very low in lactose naturally. Um, for example, yogurt, other fermented dairy products, much of the lactose there is uh, broken apart by the bacteria that that produces the, the fermented product like yogurt. And so the lactose content there, particularly in things like Greek yogurt is, is quite low. Uh, in, in cheeses, in the cheese manufacturing or cheese making process, the, most of the lactose is squeezed out of that curd uh, and goes away with the whey portion. So uh, particularly harder cheeses are, are very low in residual lactose content. How does cow's milk compare nutritionally or as a human allergen to milk from other animal species? Um, cow's milk has the potential to be um, allergenic to people, particularly um, young uh, infants or, or children. Um, it's one of the specific proteins in, in milk that's found in low amounts, but uh, usually is the, the culprit. Um, if we look at other species, goat milk, for example, is probably the most allergen-free and, and problem-free in humans, often recommended as a substitute for people that do have a, an allergy problem with, with cow's milk. Um, sheep's milk is less common in this country, but uh, uh, many good cheeses made from that. It's also less allergenic uh, compared with cow's milk. So why should I drink milk? There are so many options out there. Why milk? I think that's that's probably an, an individual question for everybody. Um, obviously, I'm I work with the dairy industry and think milk has a, a very important role as a nutrient uh, nutrient source for um, for people. Um, but it it is just one food and one source out of a, a balanced, healthy diet, and people have to make that decision. Um, I think the, the nutrient profile of milk, the, the rich source of many nutrients, makes it a, a valuable component of the diet, particularly as a, a source of calcium. 
and some of the other nutrients that are are found in amounts uh, uh, that much more easily available than getting it from other foods, vitamin B12, for example. Um, plus, we can make so many um, wonderful products out of it. There's a real variety in, in choosing dairy products from yogurts to milk to cheese and other, other products. Um, I think one thing from a, a global or national food production standpoint that, that I would like people to remember is that milk is made by cows from a, a wide variety of materials that we can't eat directly. Um, so, for example, the, the forages, of course, grass or, or corn silage or alfalfa hay that are, are grown on uh, ground and, and uh, are, are capturing nutrients from the, the environment, but which we can't make use of directly. And so turning them into milk is a, a way to expand the, the availability of food resources from things that we can't eat directly. Um, that cows have often been, been called the original recyclers because of their ability to um, eat a wide variety of products. Um, one example that I always use is the um, production of orange juice or other citrus fruits in Florida uh, or other states where the, the juice is squeezed out and then we're left with that, that pulp residue. That could go into landfills, but most of it is, is dried or used fresh even by dairy and beef producers as a, a part of the diets they feed to their cattle. And the, again, the, the amazing ruminant animal stomach is able to digest those materials and again turn them into uh, great quality foods for humans. So I think that milk production is, again, a very uh, sustainable part of our food system in, in this country and uh, also a, a wonderful part of a, a healthy diet. Well, I have one more question for you. Earlier this year, I attended a dairy conference in Brazil um, with my husband who was speaking um, at a corresponding beef conference. And one of the things that I walked away feeling really excited about were the number of students that were interested in both beef science but also dairy science over there. Um, their, their passion for the dairy industry and their excitement about the future was just really contagious. So for students who may be listening today who are not sure what career path to take or are possibly considering a future in the dairy industry, could you talk to us a little bit about what you think the future is like for students, um, for possible careers in the dairy industry, and why we, why we need more people in it? That's a great question. I'd be glad to. Um, the, the dairy industry is alive and well in this country. Uh, we're, we're seeing much more consolidation into larger and fewer farms, but there's still a huge demand for people to work in the industry um, with those dairy producers. Uh, careers ranging from um, working on the farms as a herdsman or an assistant herdsman to becoming a veterinarian and working with those farms, um, there are a wide range of, of jobs in the dairy industry uh, th that support dairy farmers. So um, the feeds and the additives, um, the seeds and, and products that are used to grow the crops for dairy cattle, um, health products, um, milking equipment or other farm equipment um, uh, suppliers, um, just a lot of jobs available working with the industry. The, the dairy industry um, is an, an aging industry in terms of the workforce in many areas uh, and in academia like myself, so that I think there's a, a demand for people to, 
to really come in and, and carry on the, the production process at all levels. So I think that offers some opportunity. As your example indicates, internationally there's tremendous opportunities for uh, graduates from our programs to go and be involved in, in their developing industries. If, if we look at, at uh, nations like Brazil uh, that are really undergoing a real development moderniza modernization of their dairy industries, lots of opportunity for skilled um, individuals in dairy production. Uh, same thing in, in China and other countries where we're seeing huge growth in uh, in dairy farming and modern dairy farms uh, where milk quality can be controlled and, and cattle well cared for. Um, so I think globally those students that are interested in, and willing to work abroad uh, there's tremendous opportunities and, and I think it's a, an exciting environment to think about for the next 50 years or longer. Great. Thank you so much, Dr. Drakeley, for helping us discern truth from myth today. This is Jennifer Scheich with Ask Aces, closing out another great chat here at the University of Illinois in Urbana-Champaign. Thanks for joining us. <laughs>